Hey everyone, it's Henry, Mike, and Chris of Decentralization Education. Now, Decentralization Education is our short 10 to 15 minute segment where we explain technology terms and topics that we often reference during our regular podcast, The Decentralists. We recognize not everyone has a depth of technical knowledge that Mike or Chris may have, and of course, <laughs> I'm number one in line for that. But the fact is, we figured, why not? Let's explain them. It makes it easier. You don't have to research them. Let's start right from the beginning. Mike, what is decentralization? Decentralization is the removal in in, in terms of computers. Okay, so this is what we're talking about, but it, it, it applies everywhere. But decentralization is essentially this notion of moving the levers of, say, power and control uh, in a it could be in a computer system, it could be in a government, away from uh, a central control point and out to what they call the edge. Okay, so in computing terms, that means moving the control of, say, search, right, the results you get from a search, an internet search, away from Google's servers or anybody's servers and moving it out to the edge of the network, which means when I search, it's my browser on my device. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you, you put it in terms of like, you know, what's been happening with, say, COVID. Uh, an example of the decentralization of government is when, you know, initiatives like uh, dispensing vaccines or, you know, kind of restrictions and things go are not done at the federal government level, they're done either at the state, province, or city and township level. So that is a form of decentralization. And, and the idea is what we've been seeing in government in a lot of cases is in some cases, centralization is a good thing, right? The purchase, the bulk purchase of vaccines. Right. That's, that's an example of where centralization, having one government body or one body that does bulk purchasing, can make, an, can make an advantage, right? So if you think about in the computer world, having basically a word processor that you can access, say, from the cloud, that's centralization. But having the ability to control what each individual endpoint has at the endpoint level, that's decentralization. How does that have to do with social media? All social media right now has a middleman, and that would be the centralized servers. Right. Every message you send to Facebook doesn't go from you to a friend. It goes from you to a central server, and then it goes to your friend. Even with messaging apps, Chris? Even with messaging apps. That's right. So what decentralization means is we're removing that middleman. We're removing the central server, okay? And we are making these connections direct. So instead of going from you to a central server to your friend, it is from you to a friend. Another term for this is peer-to-peer. Ah, -peer. Uh, yes. So how does this help us? Uh, it helps us in many ways. For one thing, it makes the endpoints a lot shorter. Okay? So you know how they say um, the fastest way from root A to root B is a straight line. Mm -hmm. Works the same way with, with social media. Right. So that's one benefit of it. Another benefit of it is the problem of middlemen is they could be listening. Right. If you remove the middleman, the middlemen can no longer listen. 
the mailman can no longer um, follow you around the internet. And target you with ads. That's right. Hmm. And finally, uh, one further um, benefit of of uh, decentralization is it solves the uh, what I like to call the the keys to the castle problem. Hmm. What this basically means is, let's say you have a fort, and some some bandit is trying to get into the fort. You you could build a moat, you could build a drawbridge, you could have you know your your troops at the top at the at the top with their boiling oil, right? It it doesn't <laughs> really matter. None of none of that stuff matters if the bandit has the keys to the castle. Right. And that's the problem with centralization is that there's a whole lot of folks who have the keys to the castle and all they have to do to get in is put the keys in the lock. With decentralization, what you're doing is is you're not having one big castle, you're having a whole lot of mini castles spread out, okay? And all because one person has the keys to one castle doesn't mean they have the keys to another castle. So if they're trying to get valuable data, it's going to be a bigger problem for those bandits to try to open up many, many, many locks. Right. Okay. So I guess that means that if indeed it's decentralized and there's no centralized uh, server or authority, and and you mentioned you, you can't be targeted with advertising, those algorithms that so much business is built on top of, they can't run. They could, they could run, Henry. I think to be more precise, they could run, okay? But you would have the choice as to whether they ran or not. Ah, uh, you can give them permission or not. Exactly. So, so the best way for, you know, for the average person to think about what decentralization is, what benefits decentralization have for you? To me, the most powerful one is you have ultimate control, right? I mean, right now, the reality is, is what, what is the real benefit of a centralized Facebook, okay? You think about it, or WhatsApp, or YouTube, or any of these things. The benefit it really is only to Facebook, or yeah. to YouTube, right? Because what they're doing is, is they're saying, hey, look, all I need to do is put my all these YouTube videos and all of these pictures and all of these user accounts, right, in one spot instead of a million spots or a billion spots. I put it in one spot. And then I basically, all I'm doing, the only benefit my users are getting out of centralization is I'm kind of maintaining your address book. Right. You know, it's like I, Mark Zuckerberg has the global Rolodex and everybody can't talk to each other unless Mark Zuckerberg says yes or no. And that's, that's what decentralization will do for all of us is if you want to talk to me, Henry, you, you're the one that determines and you and me are the ones that determine we want to talk to each other. We don't need Mark Zuckerberg's approval. We don't need to use Mark Zuckerberg's servers. We don't need to be victims to Mark Zuckerberg's algorithm. Fantastic. Okay, so how does this how does this relate to Peer Social and our new app, ManyOne? The Peer Social Foundation has been working for years to research a viable way to to provide what I like to call a practical, person focused, decentralized technology. 
Okay, so so what we want to do is take decentralization, lots of people talking about it, take it from this theoretical to the practical. Yeah. And the way you do that is you basically build a mobile app, which is what we've built, iOS and Android, and allow everybody to, at the very least, start with what I'm calling self-sovereign messaging. Ah. Right? So, so rather than if you look at WhatsApp as an example, because they're the most um, glaring right now with their May 15th ultimatum, is if you're on WhatsApp, you are using an end-to-end encrypted messaging platform that now you have to agree to, with Zuckerberg to no longer make it encrypted. Okay, you have he gets unencrypted access to your newsfeed just to sell you stuff. <laughs> exactly, well put. But the last thing I need is another freaking newsfeed that's trying to sell me something, <laughs> right? Especially my secure messaging newsfeed. So we get rid of all of that and we say, no, no, no. You take this, you load it on your phone, I load it on my phone, you and I connect, Henry, it's up to us to connect, we connect directly, we exchange, and, you know, and, and I don't even need your phone number, I pop up a QR code, you scan it, you and I are connected, and then I can message you, you can message me, we can send pictures and things back and forth, and there's nobody trying to use that information to, to say, oh, Henry needs a new pair of shoes, or nobody trying to do, you know, sell us canoe trips or any of that. It's, it's literally you and me exchanging information privately, securely, and if we choose, anonymously. Wow. So that's, that's no one's watching. So indeed, it sounds like it's inherently private, completely private, and you're in control. That's exactly it. Decentralization is the future. Thank you very much, gentlemen. At Decentralization Education, we're here to answer your questions. If you have any topics or questions that you want answered, just drop a line to info at many one dot one. Thank you, Henry.